0: that Bill DeWitt Jr., the Cardinals chairman, breaks him out now and then joins us. Good to see you, sir. Thanks for stopping by. How are you?
1: Good to be here, Randy. Thanks.
0: Well, let's start with this because uh, I always tell people that I think you probably know more about your team than any other owner in baseball. I know you traverse the backfields during spring training. You, you love knowing about your your system. What do you think of what you have here heading into 2020?
1: Well, I think we have a really good club, you know, um we won 91 games last year and we have a lot of returning, most of the returning club and uh, some good young new talent that's going to get an opportunity to play. So I like our, and you know, Mo and his group did some nice signings in the offseason. So I really like our club
2: you you know there's only one team that's happy at the end of it right that ends up being the the Nationals last year but after having 3 years of of no postseason for the Cardinals look nobody's used to that nobody if fans aren't used to it you certainly aren't used to it how happy were you to see your club last year take that step again
1: it was great to get back into the postseason and and to get to the NLCS and you know, one thing I pointed out to the group when I spoke to them him uh, that first day was that we've been to the league championship series 10 times out of the last 20 seasons. No other team has done that in baseball, and, uh, but you're right. It's uh, kind of a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of business, and if you don't win that last game in the last series, you always look forward to the next year, and hopefully you can do it then.
0: Do you feel that way? I I know that the fans, you have, because of the success of the franchise, built a sense of entitlement. But do you feel that way too? That, hey, if we don't win at all, that it just this year wasn't what I wanted?
1: Well, I mean, let's be realistic. Nobody wins every year. I mean, the greatest teams ever never won every year. So, um, you know, the goal is to get into October and, and go deep in October and, um, when you do that, anything can happen. I mean, you know, we, we played well against Atlanta, which was a really good club, um, beat them in a good series, and went in and got a hot team, Washington. And, mm-hmm. you know, they they showed they were pretty darn good, and they went all the way. Uh, we've been there ourselves, and, you know, it's a nice feeling. but um, And it's a goal. You know, it's a goal to, to get there every year and to have a chance to get there. And I think the best thing about what we've had over, you know, Pretty much the last 20, 25 years, we've had a chance to get there. We've been good enough to get there.
3: As an organization, as you watch the the playoffs happen, and uh, you know how they played against Atlanta and, and, and Washington, you saw those series. What do you take away from those series when you're making your plan for the following year about, about what you want to do or what you want the team to look like?
1: Well, um, you know, it's hard to replicate another team. You've got – we've – you know, you have pretty much uh, – great majority of returning players so uh, the goal is to look at what we have and what we need to get the club to you know uh, where we want to go and I think in this off offseason uh, the plan was to um, you know we lost uh, Marcelo Zuna who was a productive player but we've got some good young talent coming uh, and I think some of the players that we had Uh, feel like they've got more in them from an offensive standpoint. Um, So offensively, I think we would like to be better than we were last year. Uh, Let's face it, our pitching and defense did a great job, and uh, the offense was uh, not as good. But, you know, all in all, 91 wins is 91 wins. And, you know, we pick up the offense. I really like our pitching. I think we have uh, pitching depth. Uh, on 14 miles had a little bit of a setback there but hopefully he'll be back uh, you know early in the season Uh, Carlos seems to be in tip-top shape as a starter and you know how good he was when he was a starter Um, and KK coming over from uh, Korea is going to be a big asset we think and you know some of the young guys are you know like Dakota Hudson uh, should be uh, that much more experienced and improved and uh, we have others, too, so I, you know, I feel really good about our club.
2: It's always exciting to be able to look at the future, and you know how the success in this franchise has been. Like It's homegrown talent, and seeing your guys rise to the big league level, and one of those guys, Jack Flaherty, if you just watch Jack, watch how his teammates respond to him, uh, look how he goes about his business. Jack Flaherty looks like a guy that's been doing this in the big leagues for 10 years or plus. Uh, it's got to be nice to see a player not only have the uh, – the success that he's had at the big league level, but also just grow into a leader as fast as a guy like Jack Flaherty has.
1: It's really impressive. Of course, he was a high school draft, uh, you know, a supplemental first-rounder and uh, from a pretty darn good school there, Harvard-Westlake, and uh, they had some nice pitchers on that high school team. I'll say that. Uh, But Jack's, you know, really filled into the role of a top starter, and he's got a great presence about him. And when he takes the ball, you feel like, you know, you got a good shot at winning that game, and I know he's uh, highly motivated, and, uh, you know, he's really grown into that role, which is nice to see, and, you know, hopefully um, he'll just build on it.
0: Bill DeWitt, the Cardinal chairman with us in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. You literally grew up around the sport. You love the sport. So I want to take your, get your take on what's happened, just how, how it has affected you and how troubled you are by the whole Houston situation.
1: Well it's uh, unfortunate to say the least and um, you know uh, there are ways to uh, try to get an advantage the the right way in baseball. You work hard, you work on your defense, Um, you know if you're on you have a runner on second you try to pick up a signal or two or uh, and if a pitcher is tipping you know we have uh, tipping uh, <laughs> experts out there who watch our pitchers to make sure they don't tip. But that's part of the game. You know, you've got to have a clean delivery, or the opposition is going to take advantage of it. But when you use technology and uh, you know phones and uh, you know banging on things, that's just uncalled for, and, and it's unfortunate. It's a stain on the game. And uh, you know, they ended up winning the World Series. They had they had a great team. They didn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it's just uh, it's too bad.
3: Is the, is the punishment, um, do you think it was appropriate, what, what has happened to the Astros as a result?
1: Um, you know, I think the commissioner did a good job on on setting out the punishment. And I know there's been controversy with some of the players that, uh, you know, maybe the players themselves should have been uh, punished. But, um, you know, if we read what's occurred lately here with the players' associations and so forth, you know, his judgment was that, you know, he, he didn't have really the binding authority because of uh, uh, the way the uh, Players Association agreement is to, to go after players and uh, on that. And he, you know, I think overall, uh, the Astros, you know, as an organization, uh, you know, were punished uh, pretty severely, uh, and the individuals involved, the leaders there in the baseball field, I mean, you know, they've, they've had their careers really devastated.
2: Well, at the very least, if there is a positive, it's the fact that this stuff has come to light and Major League Baseball can, can rectify it uh, and move on it and move forward. Now, I want to ask you about the moving forward part uh, of Major League Baseball in general. We had Adam Wayne right on, on the show earlier, and I, I, I'm sure, I mean, you know Adam very well. You know Adam likes to hit a little bit. I mean, he, he enjoys <laughs> right, that yeah. aspect of the game. But We were talking to him about potential rule changes, the rule changes that, that are happening currently, uh, the changes that might happen in the future. We, when you look at the way that the game has changed, rules that, that are being implemented, do you like the direction as far as from a rule standpoint and, and the way the league is heading? Do you like the way it's heading?
1: I do. I think, um, you know, there's always room for improvement of a game. And we need some fresh rules for a number of reasons, I think. Improve the offense, get more action in the game. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, it's not a game of strikeouts, walks, and home runs. Uh, So any rules we can do to to help that would be good. Uh, Shortening the game, I think uh, rules that we can put in place to help that would be good. Uh, This year you have that three batter minimum, uh, which I think will help help along those lines. Uh, So I'm an advocate for rule changes. Where are
2: you at on the robots umpire? What do you what do you think about that potentially? The, the, weird, the computerized oh, strikes, computerized umpire. Strikes, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. an
1: advocate of that. I, I like. Who are that.
2: we going to yell at though? Like like who who are we going to have a, a conversation and be upset about? <laughs> I like
1: that part of it. Well, you can yell at the umpire has the right to to make his own judgment back there. You, you <laughs> Maybe, yell at him yeah, and you say goes. you should change that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you knew that <laughs> was a strike. Right. Did you know, yeah. yeah
2: I, did you see the the uh, I believe it was Jason Hayward's brother actually in the Arizona Fall League because they were testing a lot of a lot of the technology there in the electric. Electronic strikes, zone was one of them. He got thrown out of the game for arguing a strike uh, that, that was there against What's the it, computer. With the Yeah, he, a yeah, <laughs> he just had, he had, uh, uh, maybe a not-so-kind word for the umpire. So maybe we'll still have that aspect.
1: Yeah, well, you never
0: know. <laughs> Bill DeWitt with us on 101 ESPN. I, I know in speaking to you and speaking to Mo and Gersh, this is a big picture organization. You've always taken a, a global view, but here we are in the media. We're fans. We're reactionary. So people say, well, the Cardinals need a hitter. Why don't the Cardinals just go spend a bunch of money to get that hitter this year? Can you explain philosophically why that doesn't happen with this particular organization?
1: Well, I, I think, uh, you know, I've said it a number of times and, and I used to, uh, semi kid Tony about it, that, um, you, you know, you're worried about tonight's ball game, and I am, too. I mean, we all sweat it out. You know, it's nerve-wracking. But I also look three to five years out. And if you start giving up a lot of talent to get something that you think's a quick fix or even a fix that might last a couple of years, you know, you're going to get burned down the road. And, you know, we've been fortunate. We've been competitive almost every year. And you'll give up that opportunity of competitiveness if you go all in in one year so. Uh, You know, we've avoided that, and I think it's worked out pretty well. So, uh, you know, you look at the backfields here today and or in spring training, and there's there's some good young talent there. We have traded young talent, though, uh, to get to fill holes, uh, and you can do it to a degree. But if you overdo it, you're going to be left with a pretty poor system, and in a year or two, you're going to regret it.
0: Would you expect that you'll see Carlson this year, 2020, in St. Louis?
1: I would hope so. Um, you know he's a rising talent he's very young uh, he rose through the system quickly he's got you know everything you'd like to see he's a good outfielder he's a good base runner uh, he, you know he's a good hitter he's a switch hitter you know it's, there's a lot to like with yeah. Dylan Carlson
3: and, and sort of going back to uh, what Randy was talking about a moment ago when you were it, it, there was a willingness in the past Giancarlo Stanton was was a, a pretty big contract that allegedly there was a deal in place for that and it and it didn't uh it didn't happen when do you know or when do you decide when you're willing to go after a player like that who is owed that kind of money or will be owed that kind of money
1: uh you know you have to pick your spots and we felt we had a need for a big hitter uh cleanup hitter and at that point in time and you know, he, he was available, and we went after him, and it was a lot of money and a lot of years, and, uh, you know, we didn't have to give up uh, a lot in young players. It was more, uh, you know, financially, uh, and it didn't work out. But, uh, you know, then we pivoted to uh, Ozuna and did give up young players. Uh, and, you know, it just depends on need and situation and, what it takes. Uh, sometimes it's easier to spend money than it is to give up players uh, depending on what your payroll is. Uh, you know, you just have to look at it given the time frame and where we are, where we're headed and what the need is and the best way to fill it.
0: Do you ever feel like like he played 16 games last year? Do you, you ever feel like, man, two years in, we dodged a bullet with not just that move, but a lot of moves. A lot of those 10-year contracts that have was nine-year contracts that have been out there.
1: Yeah, the long-term contracts are, you know, they're highly risky. And, you know, you can't blame a player for being hurt, but players do get hurt. And, you know, it. it you know, we, we've got all these analytics on how a player is going to age, but all players are different. Some of them age well and produce in their late 30s, mid to late 30s. Others don't. And, you know, it's risky to take on a player, you know, when you're gambling that, his younger years, which were great, will continue throughout however long you want to talk about signing him. So, uh, you know, the good thing is if you've got a good system, you get the good years of the young players, and then you can make a judgment on hopefully retaining them, which we've done a good job with over the years.
2: Talked about the, the looking the three to five years down, down the road. And as you mentioned, look, there's been... Plenty of success, so so that it, it's working. But I wonder, going back to the idea of the competitor that you are, they talk about sweating out the games. Is it hard sometimes to be patient like that? Is it hard to look? You can look at it, maybe an easy fix, like oh, I, I, I could go do that. Like, is it, is it difficult? Do you fight with yourself sometimes about these things?
1: It is. I mean, you know, there, there are names thrown out there that might be available that are, you know, good players, and you know, is this something that would work for us? And uh, you know, you. You do have the competitive juices, you know, gee, maybe if we got this guy or that guy, we would take us over the top. But, you know, I think you have to resist making snap judgments and just go with the plan that, that's that been tried and true. And um, But we've taken risk. I mean, you know, over the years we've taken a lot of risk. We have signed free agents. We've traded for players that are don't have that much left on their contract gambling that we could resign them. And by and large, that played out. So... Um, That game's a little bit over, uh, I think, uh, but not totally. So it depends on the player and the situation and and our needs.
0: Well, we appreciate you stopping by. By the way, the facility here is wonderful. We're so happy that uh, we're down here at spring training. And uh, we're excited about going out and watching the kids, too. Gorman and you traded for Libertor and and Carlson. You got some 20, 20, 20, 21-year-old kids that are going to be fun.
1: It's a lot of fun. I mean, when I went out there, uh, I guess it was two days ago to watch some of the young pitchers. It was pretty impressive with uh, Libertor, and uh, I know Oviedo uh, pitched what well, through well that day. And that kid's uh, a monster. Yeah, he's. a I he, mean, a big boy.
2: <laughs> well, Johan Oviedo. keep your eyes peeled for him. Yeah, he's
1: he, definitely keep him on your radar because he's a he's a big talent, and you know he's uh, he's adapted pretty well. He speaks fluent English and. You know he's uh, he's an impressive young man.
0: Bill Dewitt, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Randy, Brad, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank you. that is.